Ballcast is the official podcast of Burgundy Blog. On the Redskins, for the truth. Yo, it's Brent. It's 2.30 in the afternoon on Labor Day. This is going to be a short podcast about my thoughts about this bizarre Sua Craven situation and his possible retirement. Sua Cravens apparently surprised the Redskins, or at least some important people within the Redskins, yesterday morning, that was Sunday, the day after this major cutdown day from 90 to 53 players, by revealing that he intended to up and retire. Uh, and apparently he was, at least for the time being, talked out of it by Bruce Allen and or some other people at Redskins Park. Certainly nobody expected this, so it's definitely a surprise, even if there were maybe some markers or signs along the way over the course of his rookie year that all was not well in terms of Cravens and his uh, motivation to continue playing football. I'm definitely not going to speculate here on why he has decided or almost decided what he has, and I'm definitely not going to pass judgment here on whether or not it's professional or appropriate or whatever. That's Maybe I have some thoughts on that, but not really the uh, point of my podcast or suitable for public consumption. Instead, I want to focus on, well, whether this is really a big deal for the Redskins if indeed he's played his last game. And I think my basic sort of underlying opinion after having digested this for 24 hours is that, yeah, it's, well, obviously not good. Uh, but really, I think it's possibly not that bad. And here's my rationale. Cravens entered the league with some questions about his fit. And that's probably why, even though he was kind of a marquee name and had had a very successful career at a big school, he fell to the middle of the second round. He was thought to be one of these tweener guys, of course, whose position lay somewhere between safety and linebacker. Uh, and I think some teams were kind of scared off by that mystery, and other teams maybe were drawn to it because in this day and age, uh, you know, tweener guys are finding more of a place. But certainly there were questions as to where exactly he would belong on an NFL field. As a rookie, of course, he was an inside linebacker. Granted, not a traditional one, more of this uh, dime linebacker or so-called money backer, but that's what he was. He was in meetings as a linebacker, and he played and entered games as a linebacker. Um, and he made some plays. And if you look at, like, PFF, they'll show you that he was strong in coverage. And, of course, everyone remembers the key interception he had at the very end of the Giants game, which essentially clinched it. Um, and certainly he flashed and showed some reason for people to be excited about what he might be able to continue to do in his career. But I wouldn't really say that his rookie year as a linebacker was a, a success, uh, and I think most would agree. He got three serious injuries. He had a concussion, he hurt his arm, and he hurt his leg. He only played in like half the games. And while, yeah, uh, injuries can happen to anybody, I think you know it's especially suspicious when a guy who is playing a position where he's undersized and, and going into this sort of experiment. One of the main concerns is whether or not he'd be able to, you know, hold up. And then over the course of that first year, he sustains three significant injuries. I think that's a pretty good indicator that it's not going to work. You know, now you could say, well, it's just one year and his career could possibly much be much longer. And that's true in theory. But, you know, the average NFL career is something like four years. And, and one year out of that is a significant amount of time. And I think we got enough out of that sample set to suggest that it probably you know, not definitely, but probably was never going to make it for Sua Cravens as an inside linebacker. 
So if we operate under that assumption, it pretty much rules out one of the possibilities in terms of, you know, what's his job going to be as a pro? What was the other one? Safety. Is there some reason to believe maybe he could have eventually become a good safety? Absolutely. Basically, as a freshman, I think a true freshman at USC, he, he played a pretty traditional safety. Um, granted, he was up in the box a lot and had some linebacker-ish responsibilities, but he played safety and he was really good. Uh, he really made a name for himself. And so, you know, I, absolutely, it's within the realm of possibility that he was going to blossom or develop into a good NFL safety. At the same time, we also have to consider that even though those initial injuries as a rookie were sustained while he was playing the, you know, more of a linebacker position, he did sort of show that durability was likely not going to be one of his strong suits. And secondly, when we talk about him playing defensive back in the NFL, there were a lot of questions coming in pre-draft, post-draft, you know, since then that possibly he lacks the speed to hang, even as a, as a primarily strong safety, uh, to hang with you know, receivers or even tight ends at the NFL level. Speed's been a big question mark for him since he entered the league, and, and, and that's the primary reason why I certainly don't think it's any sure thing, injuries even aside, that he was going to develop into an impact or even a, a good or passable uh, starting strong safety in the NFL. All those things considered, I, I'm, I'm putting, you know, if we talk about probabilities here, in my brain, it probably was pretty darn close to like a 50%, maybe a 60, 65% chance that Sua Cravens was eventually going to develop into a good safety in the league. And, you know, the chance of him becoming a, a truly impact player or a star, you know, significantly lower than that then, maybe 25% or possibly lower. So then we think about, well, what are the alternatives here? If he, if he leaves, then what are the Redskins left with? Well, they've got, you know, the guy who's going to sort of immediately try and fill those shoes is DeShazer Everett, who's done, you know, quite a lot with the limited opportunities he's had over his two years in the NFL. He's played primarily special teams and really been stellar there. And then when he's been able to enter, to enter the game on defense, he's made several really important plays in, in a limited um, batch of opportunities, including a key interception against the Eagles last year. After him, they've got Monte Nicholson, who they drafted in the fourth round, and fans were all up in arms when Nicholson was drafted because it seemed like a, quote, reach by, um, you know, the standards of many draft nicks. But, um, you know, in, in so far in limited preseason action, he's actually looked pretty good after healing up from his arm injury. He looks fast. He looks like he can hit. He's got some range. And there's some, you know, t there's totally reasonable uh, people who think that he could potentially develop into a good player and certainly a starter in the NFL. And just I was just reading earlier today, John Kime suggested well, really just acknowledged what's sort of common sense, which is that even if Cravens had remained around, it was possible that Nicholson would eventually turn out to be the starting strong safety for the Redskins anyway. So then, you know, between Nicholson and DeShazer Everett, what is the possibility, even if we removed Cravens from the equation, what is the likelihood that, that the Redskins still have an eventual good or at least usable strong safety on their roster? Uh, you know, is it the 50 to 60 or 65% that I just mentioned that I was foreseeing for Cravens? Maybe not, but I think the odds that one of those two guys is going to pan out and be good, you know, I mean, it might approach 50%. Uh, it could be, you know, at least 40%. And furthermore, now in Cravens' absence, we're going to actually get a chance to, to get those two dudes some snaps and sort of see, see what they can be. Whereas previously they would have spent possibly a year or longer kind of buried under, the, under Cravens, um, tucked away on the bench. Even as we watched, uh, uh, you know, the Cravens experiment unfold, and, and, and if it were to potentially have failed, it, it really would have stunted the development of those other two guys. 
And then on top of all of that, if you just, you know, if you take out the math, um, I think that, you know, what we've seen, you know, this, this last 24 hours of, of really good research by several beat guys has revealed that, you know, some, some of this was, was public knowledge, but much of it wasn't, that, that over the course of Cravens' rookie year, there were a lot of times where he demonstrated sort of, um, if not apathy, then at least ambivalence towards, you know, whether he was really, quote, all in with the team. And as many of you, I'm sure, have seen the, the mic'd up segment where um, Compton was, was wearing a mic last year during practice and had an, you know, a pretty extensive conversation with Cravens about you know, whether he was part of the pride or part of the pack. And you know, some of that is just macho bro speak. But you know, they were talking about him. You know, Compton was implying that, that Cravens was, was failing to demonstrate that he was really playing team football. And, and Cravens basically admitted it. So even if this whole thing yesterday with the with the retirement had never popped up, you know, you would have had a guy continuing to play whose teammates probably on some level were suspecting all along that, you know, he wasn't really fully there for them. And I think that that how could that not have caused at least some mild degree of trust issues and um, had some negative impact on the chemistry on the team? This is definitely starting to get a little too speculative, and, and I'm, I'm not trying to act like I have any inside info Um I never played football at, at a high level, and I can't really say for sure exactly how he feels about this or how his teammates might, but most of what I just said sort of feels like common sense. If then we've established that what the Redskins are losing or would be losing if, if indeed Cravens decides to retire is not like an established star, because clearly he wasn't, but rather the idea of a possible established star or basically his potential, then I'd say what the Redskins are really going to feel then in terms of loss or opportunity cost is basically whatever the else they might have been able to obtain as an asset in place of Cravens as a second-round pick. So yeah, I'm suggesting that if indeed he retires now, um, it will be hard for me to conclude anything other than that Cravens was a bad pick. Sure, every player is an individual, and it's extremely difficult to identify prior to a draft, no matter how much backbreaking work you put into to researching prospects, which guys are going to, you know, get it and become pros and which guys are not going to be able to deal. But that's what you have to try to do. And if you draft a guy in the second in the middle of the second round who turns out to only play one year because he decided to stop, and then it comes out that he actually had issues stretching all the way back to college, which suggested that he did, you know, potentially have reservations about dedicating his professional life to the sport, then that is on you. It has to be on you. And so my regret for the Redskins, if indeed Cravens is done, is not so much that we won't be able to enjoy him for the next decade, because I don't think that there was anything close to a guarantee that we would have been able to do that anyway, but rather that maybe they could have had another really good offensive lineman like Cody Whitehair or another safety if they really did want one like Kevin Byard, who really showed out as a rookie in Tennessee. That's what the Redskins are missing out on, another building block that would have been really possibly key to their rebuilding process. And I totally acknowledge Cravens is right and any player is right to stop and do what's best for his or her own life, absolutely, whether it's because of the injuries or family issues or personal matters or whatever it is, completely grant that. But it's that opportunity cost, more so than Cravens himself, that the team and the fans are really going to miss out on. is the official podcast of Burgundy Blog on the Redskins for the truth. <laughs>